I read an article about the build your own lightsaber experience it and seems I so like dope. I I got teary eyed oh, reading it. Oh my God. It seems Do you get your own incredible. crystal and yeah. like and, and I you w- have to like do a secret code in order to even fucking do it. Yeah, if you go do up you to get an to employee, keep it? yeah, it's like two hundred dollars. Yeah. I will pay that. I know, <laughs> I know. I taught like I already told Jessica like just you can't come with me to this place because you will be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see this. How did you know to come here? How did I know the last time? I might as well just put a man on you for 24-7 the entire time you're here. Well, now if we're talking about putting someone on me, I wouldn't say Stop no to that. Sorry. You look awful. I feel awful. I thought they would have healed you by now. Well, it is... Convenient that apparently every magic healer in all of Bujanith is too busy to see one of the top competitors in Iropiora. What a fucking coincidence. Oh. The young bloods kind of got ahead of themselves. You could have just let you die via your thousand cuts. Hmm? Young blood? Hmm? I would have thought it would be the broker. I know you're working for him and whatever, but it's his M.O., I'm in the competition. I I suffered a accident, and now I can't compete in the joust. You've had a long day. Uh huh. Yep. Long. Can night. I tell you about my day? I haven't had anyone to talk to. I like that. We'll cut from there for now. Mm. I like that very much. Let's cut to Jonnet, who is currently in the crowd at the Falconry competition, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. You didn't see that. Oh, no. did I get like a, um, I got a, I got a, a, like a good seat. Did I get a box? Uh, yeah, I, you've got a box seat. Okay. Is there anyone else in the, in the, the box? Yes. Uh, so th- this is the broker's box. Okay. So these are people that uh, the broker watches the Iyer Pura with. You are seated next to a spooky mime. Uh, uh, can I a spooky mime? <laughs> oh, I like so I sit down and I see him, and I was like, John is kind of feeling a little like self conscious because like he doesn't really know anybody here. He's he's trying to like just taking a new thing and he sees a spooky mime and thinks it's a spooky butler and he tries to like hey i feel like i mean have i seen you at the, the broker's estate and then nothing <laughs> he's uh, uh, but yeah the mime looks to you and shrugs oh uh well i mean i, I do, do you work for the broker is what i'm trying to say boink, boink, boink. 
Um, uh, the mime taps his nose and then like, uh, forms like a beak on their, on their face, uh, using object work and, uh, walks around in like kind of an awkward way, uh, that, you know, has the broker's exact gait and, he sticks out his hand and then he turns he, he turns around uh, and mimes himself and like walks over and dramatically shakes hand with the, with the broker and then puts his uh, hands on his hips and like mimes a silent laugh. Jonet sees this and then he puts up his hands. He points to himself. Oh my God! Aww. Yes, <laughs> he stands up. You don't need to do mine to him. <laughs> yes, <I'm>... and <laughs> and Jonet, he stands up. He mimes a big old sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, he closes an eye. He does like a yar, a silent yeah. yar. Uh, he spins a big old pirate ship wheel. Mm-hmm. He sort of like mimes like he's lowering down he like starts to squat down he lands and and then he like gestures out largely to uh Bougenith, mm-hmm. and then the mime walks and then he does the mime for the beak of the broker he shakes his hand turns and shakes his hand uh <laughs> and then uh and yeah i think that's all that's the, all the mime claps but of course silently um <laughs> And then uh, sits down, uh, then mimes like a little brush and brushes off the seat next to him and like lays his hands out uh, for you to sit next to him. (laughs) And then uh, uh, Jonathan is like very, very uh, like happy. He made a friend, sits down. He looks at the mime, looks at the bird competition and he's like, what is going on? We cut to a disoriented Travis, uh, who is struggling right now to regain flight after being dive-bombed by this larger bird. I'm going to just follow that bird. Ooh. Uh, Cool. So I need an athletics uh, check from Travis. You're in your bird form. uh, So I'm going to say that your uh, athletics is going to go off of your uh, agility. And your bird agility, if it is not better than... Your bird ability. If it is lower than three, it is now three. Do I have different bird agility? Yeah. You, you, so your what, what's your agility stat on your sheet? Three. Yeah. So it, it's, it's the same. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's going to be that. And if you have any ranks in athletics, they still count. I do not. Okay. Um, So this is going to be average, uh, too, I think. Okay. Fucking finally. Um, So that is three successes. Okay. Um, So you twirl around in the air. uh, Like, as you're moving, as you're, like, falling down, you do a quick aerial stunt to turn around and fly back towards your attacker. You can see that the bird attacked you is not like the other birds that you saw in the ring of birds in this competition. Uh, This bird is much larger. It looks like it's some sort of hawk or eagle. It's returning to a higher altitude and looking around. I don't think it's quite noticed that you're flying back towards it yet. What do you do? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to try and grab at it. Okay, cool. Are you going to attack it? Yeah. Yeah, roll an attack against it. 
This would use the brawl stat, uh, but it's still going to be keying off of your agility. That is one or two successes and three threats. Oh, rad. Okay, uh, so you attack this much larger bird. And you catch it by surprise. The crowd screams in excitement. I've never seen anything like this. One of the smaller birds going after the king's falcon right away. Ah, <laughs> yes. Caramel is turning this into a big David and Goliath story. It's I... a tough gambit, but maybe it will pay off. Or maybe it won't. <laughs> Such is sport. I haven't seen one of the birds in the falconry competition target the king's falcon in quite some time. Let's wish this plucky little bird good luck. I haven't seen anything because I'm just getting back from the loo. Was this a number one or a number two issue? Spare no detail. (laughs) We have to hear all of it. In fact, we are calling an official time out. (laughs) Well, you see, the thing about the loo is that it's not mutually exclusive between a number one and a number two. Sometimes you need to take care of both while you're in there. A double whammy. Excellent work. Excellent work. Yeah. Riveting. Ladies, gentles, and others, this is Aya Piora, and this is why we are here. <laughs> uh, r- real quick, uh, in the game, is the way the, the way that... Uh, there, you're able to like see coverage of it and the projections of it. Mm-hmm. Um, is there like a camera that always follows a specific bird and you can find your bird? I, I think so. Okay. There must be. There, okay, there, okay, okay, okay. Otherwise, this competition is <laughs> insane. It's just, but, and it a already bunch of is. I have to say, like, even if it's like going, I feel feel well. It's just like a bunch of birds fluttering back and forth. Like cameras would be have a oh, super hard time tracking anything. And you say you got two successes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Two successes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, this bird, I I think your uh, threats are this bird now is targeting specifically you. You have made it furious. So it's going to attack you back with... With claws. Talons. Mm. On birds, it's talons. What kind of talons? Can it play the clarinet? Mm. Can it juggle? It can paint. Okay, so it gets two threats and three successes. Wow. You did. That's bad. Ooh, spicy. Um, I think in your bird form, your brawn is going to be one, so that will lower your soak accordingly. Your soak is just going to be one. Well, my brawn was already one. Uh, You've got six damage coming at you. I already had some damage on here, but I assume that was from... Yeah, when you changed animal forms, it heals you completely. Cool. So. So. That's cheating. <laughs> well, you should have been like Johnny mm-hmm. and picked a character that just cheats. Uh, That's fair. So fair played. This, this bird swoops back at you and it rakes its talons across your back. You lose a lot of altitude on this one. However, the bird does get two threats. So I think you can use this to hide yourself from it for the time being. Uh, you realize very quickly uh, because you've been a bird for a while, you've gotten in a lot of fights. This bird in a fair fight is going to kick your ass. Yeah. It's just much bigger than you. Well, good thing I don't fight fair. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so how does Travis hide away? The things that you know about are once again, there is an obstacle course. Uh, there looks like there is an elevated platform that has a bunch of glass bottles on it. Uh, there are men walking around on the ground. There are people pe- playing chess um, and there are trees. <laughs> Um, I, so I want to, as I'm like losing altitude, I'm thinking about what to do and I think I'm falling, kind of falling and then I catch myself and I want to go towards the obstacle course. Okay, cool. Uh, I like that a lot. So yeah, you, you, you sort of fake out this bird, uh, by falling and catch yourself at the last second to avoid, Mm -hmm. uh, further attacks and you head into the cover of the obstacle course. Um, there are several bars set up and you can see birds weaving in and out of them. Uh, there appear to be a lot of different tubes and hutches and there are doors and gates in here. This looks like a very complicated, uh, kind of arena you can see uh make a perception check this is going to be average that's two successes and two advantages okay so looking around this obstacle course you can see that there are other ravens like flitting in and out there there are crows here too and uh, the parrots obviously uh they're moving in and out they're testing different doors trying to open them and flying away if they find a task too difficult I'm going to start opening doors. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, So uh, you approach a door. Now, uh, if you were a bird, this would be a challenging thing. But but I'm a different bird, you see. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. you see this? It works the way a door would work. You will be able to open every door here without any difficulty. (laughs) Because you are a man. Hell okay. yeah. I'm opening, I'm opening these doors. All right. You open a few doors and you can see empty bowls inside. Uh, some of these doors were already partially opened. So you like flit around from door to door for a while and you come to a door that has like a complicated kind of maze lock to it. Mm. Again, uh, like if you weren't good at like picking locks earlier, like, you know, you, you have a little bit of cha- – yeah, you're actually very good at that. So, yeah, you have no challenge with this whatsoever. You go through the maze lock very quickly, open it up, and inside uh, there appears to be a little pellet. Eat it. Does, is it edible? Is it an edible type pellet? I mean you sniff at it uh, with your raven senses. It smells pretty fine. Yeah, I'm going to eat it. Put it in your mouth. Yes. You eat it, and uh, does Travis know anything about magic? Only what he has to. <laughs> There's a smack of magic to it. Okay. Mm. Like, you can feel a spell taking place. Uh, it doesn't feel harmful. Um, that's all that happened there. Do I hear <laughs> any music maybe going, <laughs> and my wings get bigger, and... I think we actually cut over to the announcers. <laughs> and it looks like Caramel has found the antidote to the hunter's mark. Oh, ah. if he had been poisoned, this would have been very useful. It would have been quite useful, but it will keep the king's falcon off of his back for a little bit. Excellent. I know the rules to this game as well. I do too. Yes, yes. all the, the rules. <laughs> we'll hope for his sake that he doesn't get poisoned later on in the competition where there is actual poison out there. 
there. Yes. Oh, yes. There is so much poison. I, it's, it's actually uh, brought to you. This competition <laughs> is brought to you by Patrick's Poison. Patrick's Poison. If you want to get someone dead, there's no place you should go instead. Patrick's Poison. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I overhear you talking about pellets? It's yeah. funny because of what I was doing in the loo. Ah, please spare no detail. <laughs> we have to hear every single morsel of information. I've already given you a ten. <laughs> uh, so we'll cut back. Uh, yeah, Travis, you do have the advantage of being able to understand the announcements in That's, this arena. That was what I was going to ask. So you mm, get all rule. of these poop stories. <laughs> <laughs> Also, like, how many other birds are flying around? Oh, there are, like, probably a dozen birds flying around doing various it's tasks. Just, it's just, like, poop story, and then they made it through the hoop. Now, back to your shit. <laughs> back to this sick man. Um, are there any more doors to try? Um, so yeah, there are like, you, you can actually like flying in and out of this obstacle course. You can see that a few doors have been opened. A few doors are still closed. Um, that looks like there are just complicated door mechanisms that can be opened. But I did hear them say that some things are poisoned. Yes. Okay. I'm going to leave then. All right. Where are you going? You've got the glass bottles. Uh, the King's Falcon is still flying around there somewhere. But not looking for me. Not looking for you. Right How now. well hi- am I hidden from it or it just isn't after me anymore? Well, let, let me ask you a question, Johnny. Did Travis read the rules? No. Uh, then you have no clue. Cool. I want to see. I want to test. Okay. How are you going to test this? Are you uh, going to do it cleverly or are you just going to fly out and try to get this Angry Bird's attention? the second one okay <laughs> uh so yeah travis flies out and i need to draw a luminary to see how this goes for you because i don't know the answer to that question right basically now. i want to see if it's going to chase me and if it's going to chase me i want to try and get it stuck in one of the obstacles the maelstrom so I believe what happens, you are looking for one of the obstacles to pull this bird in if it can still see you. You come out, you do like a bit of an aerial stunt. You can hear that you're pleasing the crowd. There are people going, ooh, and clapping for you. But you've kept your eyes on this falcon the whole time. And you can see, indeed, it is starting to dive for you. You don't know whether the pellet was, well, you don't know exactly what the pellet was supposed to do. What you do know is this falcon is coming towards you, but that is part of your plan. After all, you're clever Travis. You're not a dumb bird. Uh, so you go towards one of the obstacles, and the closest obstacle is the trees. Okay. Um, you head towards the trees, and the falcon is coming. I, I think you land on one of the branches. Uh, I'll give you control back over to Travis now, as Travis hears angry chittering in the trees. And exploding around you is a swarm of starlings. What do you do? Are they after me? What does it seem like? Does it seem like they're just annoyed? Does it seem like they're going to try and get me? Okay, uh, so I will give Travis this piece of information. You've been a bird for a while. Starlings are 
extremely aggressive and protective of their territory, they will often attack larger birds that come into their territory. Travis knows this because he's pissed off starlings before. <laughs> so you know if there are starlings around, they're going to come after everything that they consider in their territory. Great. Is that big bird still after me? Oh, yeah, for sure. How long do I have... Like, how close behind me was it? How long do I have? Oh, wait, seconds. I'm going to wait as long as I can and then, like, fly out as close to that bird getting into the tree as I can. Okay. Uh, make for me, I guess it's going to be an athletics chest based on agility uh, to, like, hop around the branches. Uh, this is going to be hard, I'm going to say. Is that three? Yeah, that'll be three. That is one success and three threats. Okay. So what happens? The starlings swarm and whirl around this tree. Uh, They are looking everywhere for potential intruders. You are within the tree uh, hopping from branch to branch. One of the things that you've noticed about your plan is – you know, you can kind of dodge them within the branches of the tree. Uh, you are very clever, and this larger bird is not going to get to you, but it is going to be hard to get out of this tree without taking some damage from these. Like, the starlings zip past you, and you mostly have been able to use the branches for cover, but you're stuck in here right now, friend. Oh, and you hate to see that. It looks like the clever caramel is tree-bound. You would think that he would... Do something else, but he has not done it. (laughs) It appears that although Caramel is a very resourceful bird in certain situations, he is not very well at all prepared for this competition. No, indeed, his trainer must be most sorrowful to see such a a sorry sight. Bear him up on the big screen. And they see Ormar unblinking on the screen (laughs) with like this glassy-eyed look. Terrifying. There's Absolutely a man who can, nightmarish. There's a man who can keep his composure for sure. I hope Caramel comes through or not. <laughs> not unlike the bird bound to the tree, I myself have been bound to the loo. <laughs> Please, you must spare us no detail. I need <laughs> to know. I'll give you my job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's cut over to Jonnet. Jonnet, you are watching this whole thing. Uh, yeah, I feel like in this moment, Jonnet, things are slowly starting to sink in that if there's a good chance that Travis doesn't know what he's exactly doing. Um, so at that moment, Jonnet's going to try. Is there anyone else in, um, aside from my best friend, the mime, uh, uh, in this booth? Let's see. Yeah, there are other people okay. in this booth. John is just going to be like, hey, does anybody uh, – sorry, I'm, I'm kind of like new here. Uh, does anybody have like a rule book for these – for the, this uh, this event or any kind of like – does anybody know what's like these things? <laughs> the Forest Queen. Mm. So uh, there is an older woman here who is in gray – robes that look kind of ratty she has like a lot of occult symbols like Mm -hmm. uh you know embroidered into her clothing um and she's got very very long fingernails i have it oh hi uh 
Uh, I'm John, and I I, I want to learn a little bit more about this uh, this falconry competition. Well, of course, dearie. She extends a bright red book in her hand. Thank you. Can I? I'll give it back. See what? that you do. Well, which bird are you rooting for? Oh, well, I'm here at the behest of the broker, so I would be rooting for Caramel. Hey, me too. And she smiles actually, with a big yellow tooth smile. Oh, well, actually, um, I'm actually, I, 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 Caramel is, um, one of, uh, one of my friend's birds, um, so I'm kind of rooting for her too. Uh, would you be able to kind of tell me, like, what's this, uh, tree obstacle about? Um, roll, roll a charm check. Okay. Yeah. One success and two threats. Okay. Um. <clears throat> ah, that would be the starling's nest. You see, starlings are mean little creatures. Yeah, they seem to be uh, not too friendly to people that are, to birds that are kind of in their space. Indeed, they'll attack anything they sense getting close. But of course, they wouldn't put an obstacle in Iapiora unless there was something valuable hidden inside. He has to be... Caramel's got to go inside the tree? If he wants to get that piece of the puzzle. There are many obstacles in this arena. Some provide advantages for later on in the competition, and some are the key to victory. It is up to bird and trainer alike to unravel the puzzle of the competition and claim victory. Well, uh, what about that, the the king's bird? I don't know if it feels like that bird's just out to to mess other people, other, other, <laughs> feels like that bird's just out to mess other birds up. Indeed, you've located one of the hazards of the competition, young sir. The king's falcon swarms around and attacks the any bird that is marked with a spot. A spot? Yes. Some are and some aren't marked? Look at the screens, young sir. There's so many. Um, and you can see like all the different screens with the birds like soaring around on them. Each bird in the competition is marked with a blue spot at the beginning, but if they're able to eat a special pellet, they can change the color which would ward away the king's falcon. Of course, if they don't engage it and attack it. You mean like caramel engaged and attacked it? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, well, um... Uh, a tall person said that he is a very stupid bird, and I must agree. No, not it's not a stupid bird. It's just the bird. Oh, no, they very loudly proclaimed they wanted to sell a very stupid bird. Oh, okay, yeah. They wouldn't leave me alone about it. <laughs> the whole evening I was sitting next to them, and they were like, please buy my stupid bird. I hate it very much. <laughs> <sighs> He's got a brand. Um, Okay, well, uh... There's a lot of different puzzle pieces to the puzzle. Uh, how many are there? How many how many pieces does a bird need to get in order to take home uh, the points? There is one secret hidden in this arena for sure. This is a competition of espionage. 
In classic tradition, ravens are trained not only as delivery birds, but as spies. And because they must deliver parcels, they make the perfect spies. The trainer and bird work in tandem to unravel the hidden information in the arena, and usually the trainer solves it and instructs the bird on how to claim victory. And what happens if maybe the trainer is... Too stoic to communicate with the bird. Well, then we'd hope that you're working with a very clever bird, wouldn't we? Oh, we really would hope so. <laughs> Let's cut over to Gable. That sounds really nice. Oh, I haven't. We haven't. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to skip <laughs> your just conversation. Jump to the end. No, no, no. Oh, delightful. Um, I do have a question for the table. Did. What has Travis told us about what happened when Dreth died? Mainly, oh. do we know that Dreth was a young blood? Yes, yes, he did say that. You, and so Travis probably would have told us, right? He did. He did tell you. He told you on screen, but also you were so emotionally distressed you barely reacted to it. Okay, mm. Th- that will inform stuff for later. Yeah. We started this morning with a funeral. What? You didn't meet him, but our friend, his name was Dreff, he was... I'm going to start at the beginning. And Gable tells the story from the civility on. Oh my god. Mm Mm-hmm. You're a skyjack? Pretty cool, right? Well, this whole time you've been telling me that you weren't a skyjack, yes. or I've been assuming that you weren't... I'm I'm a big, big liar. Not very good at it, though, but ever, no one really delves any deeper. <sighs> it's more like you take me at face value, otherwise... Probably punch you right in the mouth. Ah, uh, Well, that's some heavy... I'm sorry, you're... You're practically dead. I shouldn't be. I should just leave you alone. Wow. Nice. Cool. Do you feel good? Do you feel great? No, I don't no. feel great. I'm not competing. What, what can we... I can go get you medicine. It's I mean, no, I've no got big deal. the best medicine. Unless you know divine magic, I think I'm in this bed for the duration. piece of paper labeled dramatic irony that's weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah there are a lot of weird fucked up cards that people give you (laughs) 
Hey heroes, it's James, your Game Master. Welcome to the mid-roll. This week I'm getting us started off with one of my favorite things, a personal advertisement. This one goes from Valerie to Nick. Happy anniversary! The last 10 years have gone by so quickly and I am so happy to have spent them all with you. I'm looking forward to all of our future adventures together. That's just incredibly sweet. I wish you both every happiness and clear and open skies. Take flight. Heroes, I've got some exciting stuff coming up on October 6th, this weekend. I am going to be at New York Comic Con. Specifically, I'm going to be at New York Comic Con on October 6th, doing a signing at the Simon & Schuster booth at 11 a.m. Folks, I would love to see some heroes there. We're going to be signing copies of my new book, and I think also my old book, but the new one is called The Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide, and it is full of advice on how I run games. So if you like what you're hearing here on Skyjacks, and you want to be able to do that at your own table, this book is going to be able to help you do that, or at least solidify your own game-playing style. And to celebrate the publishing of that new book, I've got a meme up for all of October. You can head to my Twitter profile or look for the hashtag UltimateRPGGuide to answer questions about your own role-playing style. I want heroes from all over sharing what makes them tick. It's intended to be one of those answer one question a day things, but a lot of people have just been going for it, and I say more power to them. Now, if you haven't already, you can pre-order my book now or, you know, honestly order it because it's coming out very soon by going to bit.ly slash RPG gameplay. I am incredibly proud of what I wrote in this book, and I hope it helps so many of you have more fun at the table. That's not the only exciting event we have coming up. October 10th through the 13th, I'm going to be at Big Bad Con. That is in Walnut Creek, California, and folks, it is one of my favorite conventions. It's a great place to hang out, and if you're looking to hang out with me specifically, it's a pretty good con to go to. It is sold out right now, so I'm mostly hoping that this message reaches people who are already attending Big Bad Con, letting them know that I am going to be there. And also, I want everybody to know that I will be very happy to talk to you if you see me at that show. If I'm busy and doing something, I will let you know, but please come up to me and introduce yourself because I would love to meet you. Then, November 9th through the 10th, I am going to be at the Thought Bubble Convention in the UK. And actually, that's not all. I've got a pretty cool trip lined up because on November 7th and November 8th, I am going to be doing signings at the Traveling Man Bookshop. On November 7th, I'm going to be doing a signing at the Traveling Man location in Newcastle. And on November 8th, I'm going to be doing a signing at the Manchester location. So if you happen to be in the UK and you can't make your way out to Thought Bubble, be sure to stop by the Traveling Man and say hello. The folks at the Traveling Man and I have cooked up a special surprise for everyone that shows up to these signings, so I encourage you to head out if you can. Heroes, Skyjacks is made possible by our supporters on Patreon. That Patreon pays for all of the actors to perform these wonderful characters. It pays for Casey Tony, our editor, Arnie Parrott, our composer and house musician. And it pays me enough money to live, which is wildly important. We could not make this show without you. And we've got some really exciting stuff for our Patreon supporters. In fact, coming out next week, we've got a piece of bonus content where I have an in-depth conversation about the magic system in Skyjacks with Patrick Rothfuss. 
When we created the Skyjack setting, we left a lot of blanks for ourselves, a lot of unanswered questions. And now, some 30 episodes into recording, I've filled in some of those blanks, and I want to establish hard and fast rules so our setting makes a little bit more sense. And Pat was kind enough to sit down with me and help me think through different ways we could approach that. Now, our conversation spanned a little bit more than just the magic system in Skyjacks, but I think it was pretty interesting. And we're going to be putting up the first part of it next week. So, if you want to hear that conversation and learn a little bit more about the Skyjacks lore, or you just want to hear Pat talk about some of the buckwild secrets in his own fictional universe, uh, you should sign up for Patreon. A huge thanks to Pat for taking the time to sit down with me. And a huge thanks to all of our Patreon supporters who helped us get this far. Now, if you want to sign up yourself, you can head to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast. With all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. There are a lot of weird fucked up cards that people give you. <laughs> the dramatic irony one is really popular. There's also this card of this cat that's like hanging from a rope. Hang in says, there? Yeah. And then, but it's like dead. It's a hanging, someone killed the cat, right? <laughs> it's super it's messed gross, up. right? It's weird. I'm just, I understand. I'm going to try something. Okay. Gable's like, Three, 200 years old, 300 years old. Uh, well, you're as old as time. As old as time, yes. Well, um, yes. But your mortal body uh, is 200 years old at least, yeah. Because I want to figure out if in that time Gable has tried to heal anyone. For sure, for sure. You think? I Yeah, I will say that that is kind of an angel thing. Hmm. Because there's that weird thing of like, there's so much that Gable doesn't know about themselves. So it's kind of like they're picking up the lore of the church knows about angels. So it's kind of like a vampire learning about themselves through books, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I, so here, here's what I think about a lot of things that Gable may have done in their past. And yeah. You can decide what is true and what is not. I think a lot of the angels that fell to earth kind of acted on instinct mm -hmm. and those instincts are right wrongs and do mercies like yeah that's true i i think you know whether gable wants to or not mm -hmm. uh oftentimes you have stuck your neck out in situations where maybe you should have kept quiet okay that might be how you and travis ended up in that prison together a long time ago i like that a lot I'm going to make try and make a healing check, but I want it to be hard because of what Gable's actual nature is. And you can spoiler bot that. Okay. Okay, cool. So the way that this looks, Gable goes over to Hildred's bed and just places a hand right on the collarbone mm -hmm. and then another hand on the stomach. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, two advantages. I think you begin to gather divine power. Like you, it's, it starts out fine. 
you can feel a warmth underneath your hands. And then you feel a pain in your back. And you continue through the motions. Because it's, it's not just that you have the ability innately to perform healing magic. It's that you've watched Dref do so much healing magic in the past. And part of you is trying to think of what Dref did mm -hmm. from a purely analytical standpoint. But of course, the image of your friend sticks in your mind. And not only does it stick in your mind, but you can feel the pain in your heart. And that pain bleeds out into a brilliant fire that streaks down the wounds on your back. It continues to the point where it's impossible to ignore and tears are falling from your face. Gable recoils and throws himself onto the wall. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was... No, I felt it. That was, that was working. Wait a minute. You're a pirate. You're a skyjack. You're on the run from a law and you're so tall. And Yes, I know. You're very horny for me. No, I'm doing great. you can yeah. do magic? And you took down the civility. What crew are you a part of? Gable stands up to their full height and takes off their jacket and says, we can't fear what we don't know and shows Hildred who they are. Hildred gasps. Well, it's not that gross. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought they were stories. No. Hildred tries to sit up in her bed a little bit and, like, obviously Stop. can't because uh, she's injured, but she's really taking you in and you've seen Hildred look at you before it's always like she's searching for something and you felt before in the past like there's definitely a heavy lust there but in the conversation in the aviary where you were looking around she was looking for threads of your past hunting more and more and you can tell in this moment it feels like she's found something I could try and tell you more, but when we, we lost so much when we fall and it's, it's coming back together and the people I've gathered around me have helped. And there's one thing that I've learned from the people, from the person who I lost that 
it's been hundreds of years where I've been running away from it. And I might as well start learning. <laughs> this is crazy. You're telling me that you're going to learn? You've been around hundreds of years? You can avoid a lot. <laughs> I thought I was older than you. <laughs> nope. Also, that's ma- that makes this weird, doesn't it? Does it? Does it? I mean, look. I've I, been, like I said, I've been avoiding a lot. It's been a while. I, I, I don't know. I don't think. Here's what I do know. And I can't believe I'm about to give you advice. I spent a lot of my life running away from things and, and being under the control of other people. And I fucking hated it. I hated every minute of it. And I met someone last year who told me the one thing you never want to do is die with your arms bound. There are going to be people who, who, who try and lock you down your whole life. And as long as you're not fighting them, you're losing. Hildren, that's the most badass shit I've ever heard. should see me when I talk when I'm not broken as shit. At that, she coughs a little bit. Uh, uh, I think those fuckers got a rib. Uh, what? I, I can't. I can't heal you. I'm sorry. I tried. It was going to be really cool. You would have remembered me forever. I can't do it. How do you know you can't? I don't have enough What do you think you need? Eyes. The parts of me that's missing. Gable, if I could, if I could sit on that fucking bird, I would be in the sky tomorrow. I guarantee you. I, I actually tried. After after they put me in a cast, I had them put me on a saddle in the room, and I couldn't stay balanced. But if I could, I would. And I know it's stupid, and, and I lean on, on medicine I'll and do healers. It. I'll ride. I'll ride for your team. You can't just yes, I can. ride for I can, my team. I'm seven foot tall. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> She laughs. I... Dref, the last thing you told us that the most important thing for us to leave with was not the riches or the gold that we were going to get from the feather weave. The most important thing was that feather. And I've been afraid of them my entire life. And if I can double my chances, you can keep my winnings. Well, it's not going to double your chances if you're riding in my place, but I will tell you what will. 
you get me on that bird, I'll give you the feather if I win. And I'll win. Even if I have to beat you. Well, I don't think so. We have to kill Tiberius first. Then we have to do a head-to-head showdown, and then it'll be very fun, and then we can like kiss at the end. And then you give me the feather. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's, let's let's move back. Then. I have to go. I have to leave. I'm going to uh, talk. I'm, I'm going to send a raven to get the broker. I know you hate him. Get some protection for you here and get you some better medicine. Get you back on the bird. Um, Look, <sighs> I, I know you're on his team. The broker is not going to listen to you. This is one of his little shitty lessons that he wants to teach. Can you do me a favor? And I know I've asked you for a lot of things already. Mm-hmm. Try again. Try again? You can't fear what you don't know, right? You have convinced yourself that there's something that's going to prevent you from doing this. People can do healing magic. People. They don't have wings or whatever, right? Okay, I'm going to do this role, but I'm trying to think of a reason why it would be easier. Because I think we still need to have the black dye in there. Yeah, I I agree that the black dye needs to be there. Um, There are things in magic that you can do to increase your role. You can sacrifice, you can perform a ritual, and you can entreat a luminary. I know what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, Gable's going to cut off their hair. Yeah. All of it? Yep. Well, Mulan style, but as much as you can. Fuck. This is a wild twist that I did not expect. (laughs) This rules. (laughs) I think that they've probably seen it before. Like the the sacrifice and they don't have blood to speak of. So the only thing that they have that's corporeal. Holy shit. Gable doesn't bleed? No. I don't think Gable's ever bleed. No, not really. I'm learning shit right now. Like been like muscle and, and shit but not really um i i really that that i i think cutting off your hair it's in a braid so it's already easy yeah i think so, it's a, that counts as a major sacrifice i would like you to upgrade this twice twice wow uh so that's replacing uh a green with a yellow if there are no more uh greens to replace you will add another green so <laughs> okay all right, so that's a success, an advantage, and a triumph. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah! Okay. So everyone in the hospital is cured. I mean, I mean, though. That rules. Like, <laughs> yeah, that fucking rules. So, yeah, Hildred will be cured. Um, and I will ask you what this looks like in a second. But I think... This day in the hospital is one that is recorded in the history books of Bujanith because medicine could not explain what happened. Every man, woman, child, and other person that was sick in the hospital, some with terminal illnesses, described along with every doctor and nurse attending that there was a bright flash of light and seconds later, everyone felt fine. The people who left that hospital went on to live full and happy lives that were perhaps a little richer and sweeter than other people. Unfortunately, the history books are not so concerned with that as they were with the medical miracle. 
And years and decades from now, there is a lot of work uh, by credible people to discredit the words of those that happened here. But we who hear this story know the truth. We know that Gable healed the entire hospital on this day. What does it look like as Gable attempts again? How do you use your hair? The braid comes off and it's like tight and perfect. There's there's a lot of hair. And this is all just plain old guesswork. It looks super awkward when she when when they do it. Um they hold one one end in their hand and ask Hildred to clasp it in the other and then wraps it around the two. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I think they're like you're bound together by your hands. You look into each other's eyes and the words just come to you. Uh, You don't say them consciously. I think it's just above a whisper, but they flow through the air and they do feel warm and a warm light emanates from the two of you and in a flash encompasses the hospital and then the two of you are left staring at each other holding hands I think that's the end that's the end there let's cut back to the clown show Turn once again <laughs> to a long line of prospective applicants for the Uhuru. Someone dressed in a red and purple robe approaches the desk and places a headshot and resume down on the table before going over to the chair in front of the table, turning it backwards and sitting down on in front of it. You're hired. You can't do that every time someone turns their chair around. Well, then, has, we sh- though. We should make a rule about them not being able to turn their chairs around. Look, if you do that, uh, you're going to get it right every okay, time. Okay, I take Trust it me. back. You want someone who's going to turn the chair around backwards, because that's how you talk real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Real talk. What's your name? Father Jay. Oh. Oh, okay. And father-, father to whom? Uh... To you all, you would be um, in my flock because I am a priest of the Church of the Slain God. Okay, cool. But I'm not like all the priests that you know. I'm kind of a cool priest. People's taking out their gun once again. (laughs) (laughs) I've already killed one Diruru NPC. So you're like do it again. A a youth pastor, but also just a classic Chicago priest. (laughs) Yep. That's that's me, both youth pastor and Chicago priest. Okay. I'm on a mission from the god who is no longer alive. So how does uh, exactly... Uh, Sharpening what, a sword. <laughs> <laughs> what is that mission? What's your final objective to, to you know, achieve? Yeah, well, I need to get to Chicago. Oh. Okay. So just get a, a, a ticket. Well, it's more complicated than that. I'm on the run from the law. Right now, mm. I mean, we all kind of are. I think this is a good opportunity. 
You're a cheech, uh, a cheech. No, you're a no. I'm not, that guy is way back in the line. I'm sure you're a a priest of the Church of the Slain God. I would like you to deliver the entire history of the church in this accent. Thank you. <laughs> oh sure, uh, we could totally do that. So the church has, uh, its but every roots. time you say church, you have to get ten percent faster. <laughs> and. Uh, the whole trailer for B movie plays. <laughs> <laughs> That's that we're gonna have a little bit of trouble with that because I'm kind of a cool laid back guy. I can't, uh, you know, keep speeding up ten percent faster every time. Fine, we'll just do it with B movie. You just want me to do the B movie? Yes, do B movie. Do B movie. Do the B movie trailer, but all the words in alphabetical order. <laughs> do the B movie trailer, but only every time they say B. Do the B movie, but every time they say B, play All Star by Smash Mouth. Okay. Do Shrek, except it's B movie. What about this? <laughs> what about this? Boots. Instead of B movie, I just do steamed hams. I People don't still like, like that. I don't hams? like that one as much. I don't Why like that not? one because it's old. Because it's What's, not me. It's not millennial. What's I, steamed hams? I steamed don't hams know. is a thing from The Simpsons. You know the drawing, oh. The Simpsins that we flip. Mm. Like, make yes. our flip books up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have movies, <laughs> but not cartoons, you see. <laughs> we haven't figured out the technology. Superintendent Chalmers. Well, Seymour, I made it. There's a series of guns just being laid out in front of this person. Despite your directions. <laughs> ah, Superintendent Chalmers, welcome. I hope you're prepared for an unforgettable luncheon. Yeah. Spears. Oh, e gods, my ear. roast is ruined, but what if I were to purchase fast food and disguise it as my own cooking? Delightfully devilish, Seymour. A bunch of marbles and a Michael Jordan cutout going across the screen. <laughs> ah, Skinner. With these crazy explanations, the superintendent's going to need his medication when he hears Skinner's lame exaggerations. There'll be trouble in town tonight. Jonnet comes in from the room he had left. He had gotten uh, Gable's mace and he hands it her. And <laughs> just in, in flipping mace. it around. <laughs> Seymour. <laughs> Superintendent, I was just uh, just stretching my calves for the on the windowsill. Isometric exercise. Can you join me? Why is there smoke coming out of your oven, Seymour? Last chance. <laughs> Do be movie <laughs> backwards. Backwards? You want me to do all these crazy variants if on B movie? If you don't do B movie in any sort of combination, you are dead in a second. Hey, buddy, this will go a lot better if you just do the fucking B movie. Just do B movie. Just do B movie, man. All right. Do the- Why have we have never seen her like this? <laughs> B movie. <laughs> Maybe you're just not familiar. It's the movie where a bee, you know, the bug, okay. has sex with a woman. A human a woman. A human woman? Yes, they fall in love. Okay. Well, I've never seen the trailer, but I could uh, make it up for you. If... Oh, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you've got this bee off the top of my head. We'll name him Barry B. Benson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's sort of like kind of an up tight guy who makes a lot of casual observations <laughs> about the world around them and sort of gives it to us in a very concise and relatable way uh and he's dissatisfied with the life of a bee he's got a friend who's really excited about living the life of a bee but this guy's like no not for me i'm gonna go have sex with a human woman <laughs> 
And let's call her Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger, uh, she's dating, we'll say, Patrick Warburton. Uh, and Patrick Warburton, he doesn't like bees uh, at all. And he's got Vibram shoes. That's important. Oh, we'll does return he? To, he does. It's a very super blatant piece of, uh, of oh, product placement. Oh, they're actually Vibram. Oh, they're Vibram, baby. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And, and and don't you worry. Barry B. Benson has a few things to say about that. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> so anyway, the bee expresses his doubts about being a bee, and we learn about the tenuous relationship between uh, Renee Zellweger and Patrick Warburton. Yeah, they're Vibrams. Yeah. One slot for each toe. So they fall in love. I don't think they have sex then, but they're going to in the future. I'll get to that. Uh, because then Mr. Barry the Bee finds out that humans eat honey. And so he gets really upset about that. And then they sue humanity for honey. And the bees win that lawsuit. Uh, and so there's no more no, no more honey for humanity. And the bees are very rich. It gets a lot more convoluted after that. Eventually, the bees have to work together to move a big airplane. It's been a while since I've seen the bee movie. He did it. <laughs> he did bee movie. And now I have to die. <laughs> <laughs> Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at, at @campaignpod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at oneshotpodcast.com. Like A Horror Borealis. A Horror Borealis is an actual play Monster of the Week podcast set in the 1990s in the fictional town of Revenant, Alaska just south of the nation's least visited national park, and way north of everything else. A reclusive small game hunter with a magical secret, a young anarchist librarian with a passion for conspiracy theory, and a sensible park ranger with a strong local book club following find themselves pulled together by common threads woven mysteriously into their past when monsters begin plaguing their tiny community. But they soon discover the things they're fighting run much deeper and much closer to home. Tune in for a story about identity, empathy, community, mental illness, and healing. And stay for the beloved local diner. You can find A Horror Borealis on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jonet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave. On Mainstage with Second City or at I.O. with Devil's Daughter. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at LizAnderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matigo was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG, or on my other podcast, One Shot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y. Or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, 
property of Together Studios. The role-playing game used for this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system published by Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends ne'er to rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, who know we can never deny the call of the sky.